Alright guys, welcome to Gamer Wars, the podcast where you get all things nerd. I'm your host, Brett Handsome Altmiller. <laughs> you didn't I, tell me we were going to do tag names. <laughs> I'm Nathan Name. Congo. Also known as Congo. I'm James Wagner. I'm Trent Hanlon. And this is Gamer Wars. Oh, yeah. So that first, was a little repetitive. <laughs> well, we'll get it worked out. Hey, we're uh, we're ironing plug. Yeah. We're ironing out the kinks. <laughs> All right, guys. Game, this is the news that you need. Batman Arkham Knight is delayed to 2015. Although we did get the uh, debut of the Batmobile and all the things that it can do, yeah, fire well, missiles and stuff. What do we think? There cannot have been a more underwhelming uh, <laughs> way to kind of stave off any outrage. Missiles. <laughs> I mean, that's that's purely what it was. It was nothing other than, please, fanboys, do not come to our homes and harass us and things like that. Don't take a shit on our doorstep. <laughs> but it shoots missiles. I'm with Brett. Batman can do no wrong. They could spit in my face and I'd still buy it. Oh, it, it, it's not a matter of, is it a worthwhile thing for it to be delayed? That is almost always good for a game. Almost always. Watchdogs, I don't know if we're really going to benefit that much. <laughs> Especially but. after Arkham Origins. I mean, different team, you get that. But still, you, the, the, you can't go wrong with it. Right. This is rough. We need a good Batman game, especially for next gen. Yeah. I mean, we're in the thick of things right now. You, know, you need that good Batman game. And they're not doing it on PS3 and 360. Need? Yeah. You need... A good Batman game. You can't have a bad Batman game. They have a bad Spider-Man game. Uh, That's true. I'd say the ratio to <laughs> to bad and good Batman games compared to bad and good Spider-Man games is extremely lopsided. Just from Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, because we have evidence that there were actually good Batman games there. There is very little evidence that there was ever a great Spider-Man game. Spider-Man Two. There have been good ones. Spider-Man Two. Spider-Man Two. Can you can you point to one? Okay, you're gonna say Spider-Man Two is on par with Arkham Asylum. No. Okay, no. you brought inside. Hey, there's, like, there's like no story in Spider-Man Two. It's just awesome. uh, Arkham Asylum is probably one of my top three games. Um, All time. What are the other two? But you're gonna find that I'm not the gamer. Uh, Congo doesn't play a lot of video games. I'm just kind of here for the ride. You're carrying uh, the lead. I'll, I'll speak a little bit more later on, but I would say my other two are probably Grand Theft Auto 3, because it was right game, right time. So I was good. 13 years old. Uh, it was, it was a, it was a different game. Like, oh my god, there's a twist in the story. Oh, um, open world. Um, I've come to hate open world games. I, um, GTA 3 let the world on fire, man. And then, I, and, and then since I don't play a lot of video games and I'm kind of a homer, uh, my, other one's probably WrestleMania 2000. No love for Portal 2? Oh. Ooh. I know you, Congo. Portal 2. <laughs> I love Portal 2. I love Portal 2 a lot. Monkey wrench there, man. Hey, here's, 2000, the, here's the thing about lists, everyone, is lists are bullshit. Every time you hear someone say top three or top five, it's like, I've got a bunch of it's, games that I like. It's 100% <laughs> subjective. It's whether or not you want to hear that person's opinion. That's what it always relies Depends on. on the day for me. Yeah. One day it could be Resident Evil 4, one day it could be Ocarina of Time. Oh, Resident Evil 4. Okay, so. Uh, if Brett's leaning left, it's Resident Evil 4. If he's leaning right that day, it's Ocarina of Time. Thumb in the air. Just yeah. Super Mario Galaxy. 
Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Nintendo. Okay, let's, let's stay focused. Thanks, IGN. You son of a bitch. Woo! Okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, Batman. Good that it was delayed. The Batmobile. Yeah, I, Whatever. When it do we really soften the blow for me? They, they say 2015. When do we see Batman Arkham Knight? February. Uh, it'll come out before Uncharted 4. That's for sure. That is damn sure. What about Last Guardian? Of course it'll come out before <laughs> that. Jesus Christ. That's forever in limbo. That's like, will it come Half- back before the second coming of Christ? Half-Life 3? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Where are we at on Half-Life 3? I've kind of... We're nowhere. I've kind of just kind of lost my attention on it. We're in troll territory. We'll always be there because it's the only time that will ever get mentioned is when people are like, we're a troll I mean, Portal 2, though. Of course Wait, Portal 2 happened. To me, Valve's not in the game-making territory anymore. They're all about their service, and that's primarily it. But it, then the Streambox got canceled. But they're making Evolve. Yeah. Streambox. Then, Steambox. Steambox. Streambox. Steambox. Streaming games that, to a Steambox. You're Streambox. We lost that box. guy. <laughs> we got Sammy Hager. Hotbox. <laughs> Next Monday, Xbox One without Connect. Three ninety nine. Snooze. Snooze. What do we think, guys? That's what they needed to do all along. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to remain competitive at all, they, s- they, they said that you can only buy this system with this hundred dollar camera, yeah. and they didn't have much support behind that hundred dollar camera. So it was like, why am I spending an extra hundred dollars on something that I'm not going to use? Well, look at what Sony did. They put out a you know, four hundred dollar PlayStation. Mm-hmm. They made an optional camera, sixty bucks. Yeah. You, you couldn't, couldn't keep that thing on the shelves. You couldn't find it anywhere. And, uh, and GameStop hiked it, up it ten even bucks. less than the Connect. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's demand for it. There's a lot of demand. Only for so it. people can broadcast Twi- their lewd activities. <laughs> uh, Twitch streaming. I mean, it's a popular thing. A lot of people like to record themselves fucking. Yeah. And show it to everyone else. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Is that a PlayStation thing right now that I'm? Oh, it's a thing. It's a Twitch thing. They take that stuff down pretty quickly, but yeah, it happens. And a lot I only time, need like 15 minutes. A lot of times, <laughs> <laughs> time, it, it's that stuff that you just don't want to see. Normally, it's that you know, just that fat guy and that fat girl. Can that be the new tagline for the podcast? <laughs> that that fat guy fucking minutes. <laughs> Fair I don't enough. know if we'd be able to record a 15 minute podcast. No, it doesn't have to be 15 minutes. <laughs> sure, just like sure. it's all the way we talk. To complete. <laughs> Can Xbox One stay competitive with PlayStation 4 following this announcement? Absolutely. Absolutely. They have they they have more and better exclusives coming out this year, as we know to this point. But, uh, I mean, lowering that price, you know, so many of the big games are cross platform. Of course they can. Well, losing Connect, they have said that they're going to boost the power up of the Xbox One. Sure. So that makes a little bit more parity with PlayStation yeah. Four. So you get games like um, Uncharted, or I'm not sorry, Uncharted, um, the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, mm-hmm. where it's 1080p, 60 frames a second on PS4, and 720p. Was it 60? It was 60 frames per second. Sure it it is a beautiful, okay. I beautiful thought, game. I, see, I thought it was it was locked at 30, but there are times where it could jump up. It's 60. It's like, a, like in the cutscenes? It's, it's a cool 60. Cool. Um, yeah, so you get that, that parody with games. So, you know, people that you know are kind of on the fence of next-gen, yeah. PS4, Xbox One, you know, normally they're an Xbox gamer. 
you know, they like the halos, that kind of that, stuff. They the, wind up leaning in that direction. You talk about competitiveness, and I, I feel like you're either a PlayStation guy or you're an Xbox guy. And Not necessarily. I, I, I feel like, I just feel like that's the way the country goes. You're either one thing or you're another. <laughs> the funny thing about PlayStation 4 and Xbox One right now, especially with the $400 price, uh, the price point of Xbox One, they are literally the same system, mm. with the exception of Halo and Uncharted. There, there are little minute details in the PlayStation's more and stuff like that. PlayStation's more indie oriented. How, how PlayStation is more powerful just in terms of its actual guts. Yes, but at the same time, I mean, like it, it's at the point now because because of where the popularity was at the outset, it's kind mm. of at that maybe not to to that same level of disparity, but. Um, it's at that level where PS3 and 360 was, where people, like, developers are developing for the PS4. Right. And they are porting to the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Now, I Totally mean, backwards. They're we... so similar now that you're not necessarily going to get those stark differences between the two, like you had with PS3 and 360 and Cell, and, you know, and, you know, it's trying to divert power from running your games and your refrigerator and your microwave and all those things exactly. <laughs> that the Cell could do. And you know, your Keurig. Airplanes, yeah, all these things. <laughs> Keurig wasn't out when PS3 yeah. dropped. Or else it would have been included. But my like, Xbox One true. can voice control my Keurig. <laughs> Um, if there was some shit that could control your coffee maker, I totally would have bought that system before when, anything. When we talk about um, can it now be competitive with the PS4, yes, but I think that they're going to still be feeding off that, that E3 reaction, like we said before the podcast, that Xbox heat, that we boo, we don't want you, Microsoft, get out of here. They're going to have to... They're gonna have to re- regain people's trust, whereas in PlayStation, just kind of had it right then and there. And Xbox is gonna be uphill, as in PlayStation is gonna be kind of just. They're playing catch even up right now. They're gonna need to bring the games because, like, that's the only thing that can bring people in that haven't bought a system yet. Well, back in March, where they were saying um, over seven million PlayStation Four is already sold. Five million Xbox One shipped. That's not. That's not. Sold to customers, so there's potentially one million sitting on shelves right now. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's that many, but still, potentially. I mean, but but the thing is, there you never the, know. the The gap isn't large enough that they have been, you know, shifted out of the conversation. Right. They're still in there. You know, their press conference is still going to look at be looked at on an equal level. With Sony's at E3, mm-hmm. you know, people are going to be anticipating it just as much. And I mean, honestly, if we're talking about the exclusives that they have 100% had set dates on this year, their exclusives are way more appealing than Sony's. Way more appealing. Even if we're just talking about Sunset Overdrive and Project Spark. That's true. Those two right there. Was Project Spark it, confirmed for 2014? Yes. It, it is. Those two out now, I mean, like they've given it a. Uh, 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 like late fall window, but I mean that's the thing. Oh, so it'll get pushed back to 2015. No, but, but that's the Just thing. Like, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> that's the edge that they have right now. So they're gonna stick to that. Yeah, uh, because they have to. That's that's you know that's where things are lopsided. But that's really the only place that they are. Because Sony, I mean, all these things just keep getting pushed and keep getting pushed. All these things that could possibly be system sellers. And I mean, they they blew their wad on Uncharted Four way too early. I think they never should have even announced it. My attitude on Uncharted 4, especially with all that stuff, is you have to make sure that those people that bought the PlayStation 4 early 
know what's coming. They know there's going to be a fucking Uncharted Not game. necessarily. Oh not necessarily. God. What they think the, they're going to do? Bring back Crash? Be like if you, the, the track record with Naughty Dog is usually one new IP per generation. Now, PlayStation 3 got Uncharted and then The Last of Us, which is coming to PlayStation 4 soon, hopefully. Yeah, but it, it, next week, next week, man, June. There were reports. Uh, <laughs> I'm just Congoing. Sony, uh, <laughs> Sony, and Naughty Dog both debunked that um, that it's definitely not coming out June 13th. But that doesn't say that That's it's not, not coming June out June 12th, June 9th, maybe. Yeah. You, know, so, uh, you know, the day of the E3. Um, and guess what? You can pick this title up today. Yeah. Seat right now. That's uh, I've already got mine paid off. So there's a cookie on it. Pick it up. You get a Last of Us, and you get a Last of Us. <laughs> just gonna start throwing them out like schools. <laughs> so are we confirming that Oprah has replaced Jack Tretton? <laughs> As she's, I want. That's one of our predictions. The, for PS3 that's conference. that's my E3 prediction. Is Oprah wants some Ratchet and Clank? Oprah takes over for Reggie this year. My body's ready. <laughs> oh, no, Nintendo's body is ready. Nintendo Oprah. Hashtag Nintendo Oprah. <laughs> Speaking of Nintendo, Mario Kart 8 sells 1.2 million copies in its first weekend. What does this mean for Wii U? Now, and listeners, what? this is what's going to either draw you to us or push you away. Is me and Brett, Brett's differing views on Nintendo. I believe that Nintendo is a dying brand. And I even, um, I even tweeted this earlier, uh, at Nathan underscore name, um, that they've got to, uh, they've got to figure something out. They've, they've got to do something different because I'm, they keep doing the same thing. This is what it's going to be. Oh, what do we do? Our saving grace is we're going to re-release Mario Tennis 26 and like, Oh my God, Mario Tennis 26. I can't, or melee with an adapter. Or, or that first party game, they're never going to be competitive in the. I, I want to say they're lower than casual gamer, like they're just Nintendo fanboy based right now, and there's no money in just pandering to the same sixty six billion people, but, um, but to the same crowd every single time. There's got to you got to keep pushing forward. The Nintendo fan base has been. Pretty loyal to Nintendo over the years, and myself included. I am kind of, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a lapsed Nintendo fan because I have sold my Wii U a couple times. Yeah, I'm not, how many uh, times? A couple times. Um, yeah, I don't think they're necessarily a dying brand. I think that Mario Kart selling this many copies means that people want to like the Wii U. There's just not a lot. No, they want to like Nintendo, they want to like Mario Kart. True. They're only gonna they're only gonna pick up those first party those first those first party games those Nintendo branded games. But then again, you look at the Wii. Most of most of uh, most of the games that were sold for that were first party games. The GameCube had more third party support than just about everything. Well, because the GameCube was third party. I don't want to say third party ready. It had its differences from the PlayStation, and the Xbox graphics, and just controller layouts and things like that. Sure. But it was more. It was leaning more towards, hey, you can you can put you can develop on our system. Whereas in the Wii, we didn't get a decent basketball game, we didn't get a decent football game, we didn't get a decent shooter. Even though Resident Evil Wii Edition was stellar, stellar, it was up there. Um, 
I agree with because you. it was so different. Nintendo's so worried about being different and casual that they're not worried about being competitive. Now, if that's what they want to do, God bless them. If you don't have to be competitive and you just want to do what you want to do, then I want you to do that. But in my rational mind, is that's not good business. I feel like there's a niche audience for Nintendo. I think they've got their they've got their fans, and I don't with the Wii U, they're not going to try and sell 100 million cop or 100 million systems with that. Um, the Wii was, um, it was an anomaly. Uh-huh. The Wii was an anomaly. Um, it was, it's not going to be repeated. Definitely not. And same thing with the DS. You know, comparing the DS with the 3DS, um, the DS is the top selling system of all time. Comparing to PS2 and and the Wii as well. I think if they sell 25 million Wii U's, I think they're going to be happy with that. Or that now. Um, last I checked, they were, man, seven or eight million. The, nine the million? Attack. I know they were shooting for nine million at one point. The Did thing it? I read the other day was the problem was that they sold more copies of Mario Kart Wii than they have sold Wii U's. Yeah. And that the only reason they're selling, that they're, se- they're selling a lot of Mario Kart 8's, the Wii U title. But with that, they're also selling the Wii U with it. And that's scary to me that we're only buying a... I mean, and I understand that's how things work. It's $30 cheaper if you buy, like if you were, if you buy it as the bundle. So you get... Yeah, there's a bundle, there's a Mario Kart 8 yeah. bundle. There's a Mario Kart 8 bundle. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a very good deal. You get the uh, Wii U console, you get a red, um, you get a red wheel, you get the Wii remote. Am I yes. right, James? Yes. Mr. GameStop? Yes. Um, Mr. Local Video Game Shop. <laughs> We're not plugging. <laughs> this is a plug-free zone. And then you also get a digital copy of Mario Kart. Oh, uh, so you don't get the physical copy? No. But do you still get Mario, the new Mario Brothers U, or whatever it's called? You get the choice of four games as long as you buy it before the 30th of June. And do you still get that if you register it, you get the free game? Mm-hmm. Wow, so that's five games, a wheel, an extra controller, a brand new game for $30 cheaper than it was two See, weeks ago. I saw ago. your tweet the other day saying that bundling a game with Mario Kart Wii, or I'm sorry, Mario Kart 8, was a, I don't know. A desperate a, 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 a move. A desperate move. My counter to that, and I didn't say this on Twitter, um, because every time I post something about Nintendo, I get jumped. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> At the Chrono Break. Nintendo. At the Chrono Break. Um, they did the same thing with multiple 3DS games over the last, I'd say, year. Yeah. Shin Megami Tensei had that, um, where you get the $30 credit back on it. Um, there were several games that did that. Pokemon X and Y. Pokemon X and Y, that's true. And uh, You get your choice of like Luigi's Mansion. and I mean, great games. The 3DS is not a system that is anywhere near, can be considered a failure. That's true. Um, Great. So why are they doing that? But, on that, 3DS? but that, that's the thing. That, that difference in those platforms and their success rate at that point in time speaks to Nintendo's desperation. Like, I, I am 100% behind the idea of Nintendo as the best video game designers in the business. There is no questioning that. Their consistency, things like that, I mean, that is indisputable. But the the fact that they are bundling Mario Kart with that speaks to the the same... How do I want to put it? That that same... Oh, God. The reach for the same audience that bought Mario Kart Wii. 
I mean, they they know that these are the only games that are going to sell those systems because third parties aren't developing for that system the same way that they are PS4 and and the Xbox One. It's just but are they developing games to sell systems? Or are they developing games to entertain fans? They, these. Is that, a little bit that, of both? That's the same thing. No, the, the, you, you buy you. We're gonna put out Mario. No, why? Why? I'm developing this game, and I hope people fucking hate it. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. You, 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 you develop a game that you know is gonna sell to sell the system, but then you don't give people much after that. So are you more worried? And it's business, so I know you're more worried about but, the bottom line. But, but, but are you more worried about putting getting that system in that customer's hand than you are about supporting that system for the next? How long was this last generation? Almost uh, eight years, ten years. Absolutely, Dude, that, that's the thing. That's what they did with the Wii. That's what they did with the Wii. That's why they sold so many. That's why they're develop that that they're manufacturing this hardware the way that they are, to where they're not taking a huge loss on it. They they want to recoup that money fast, and so what they're doing is they're doing anything that they can to get that system in people's hands to sell it to be stockholders and things like that. They're not doing it to say. You know what? This is like your foot in the door. But there's going to be all this flood of games coming out, and you're going to love us. You're going to love this system. You're going to love all these games. That, that's they know in the backs of their minds. Third parties aren't developing for the for this system the same way they didn't develop for the Wii. The same way they didn't really develop for the GameCube. The way that those third parties were developing for the other competing systems at the time. Let's look at some of the sales numbers for the Wii games. Wii Sports. 82.54 million copies. Came with can, the system. Can you Came count with the system. That? That's so <laughs> Came with the system. Let, hey, Holy let, let's, shit. I love Wii Sports, though. Mario Kart Wii, 35.53 million copies. Yeah, Wii Sports Resort, 32.58. New Super Mario Bros. Wii, um, 28.65. Wii Play, 28.02. Wii Fit, 22.67. So, so where are we going with this? My point is that Nintendo is going to be the one that's pushing the Wii U. Third party. Exactly. Wii, exactly. Nintendo kept their Wii afloat for the most part. That and Grandma. They, they, that's um, the thing. The Wii fit that attach that. rate was so high because there was nothing else coming out on the system that sold well. Point to me, point out to me more than a dozen titles that were third party games on the Wii that sold extremely well. That sold anywhere near those numbers. Just Dance There's 2 did 5 million. Just Dance did 4.3. Okay. Uh, uh, Just Dance franchise. Games. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, like, like how did Call of Duty I'm looking sell at, on that? I'm looking at some how of the... a sports game sell on that? Like, anything. Like Here's that. the Probably thing. Probably terrible, because you can pirate the shit out of the Wii. That's, well, that's I mean, true, I mean, too. sure, there was that. <laughs> but, 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 I mean... Well, when you got there. a sports game, it was there, all play, so, so Grandma things. could play. Yeah. There are so many things with Nintendo on the hardware side that show that they are just miles behind the other companies in terms of foresight. They are not even foresight, just, like, present point of view and present utilization of their hardware in terms of like you know consistent reliable online play like how good was the Wii when it came to that compared to it the 360 it was terrible exactly that's in, in what I'm comparison saying. though and, with Mario Kart 8 and well, we haven't you know got our hands on Super Smash Bros yet but Mario Kart 8 is supposed to be fantastic but it took them an entire generation to get to that point True. where they could even have like a reliable online they could be a, a, a reliable provider of that that play online it just True. there there are so many Nintendo things. friend codes is so all that needs to be said to that. Oh, like, like what what kind of storage space are we talking about on Wii U's 
hard disk. 32 gigabytes. Are you fucking kidding me? I could get a 32 gigabyte micro SD card for like what? Uh, 15 bucks. Five bucks. Presumably Jesus that's Christ, Nintendo. That's what the hell is wrong? That's a, that's probably just to save some cash on the on the hardware. That is side. absolutely what it is. They are cheap as fuck. But Sorry. you can do a. I'm just letting it go. Man. You can I'm do sorry. the external hard drive with that. Up to a terabyte. Up to a terabyte for 130 more dollars. At, at least you. At least. I, if you guys could see that, but trust doing the jerk off motion. <laughs> I've, I've done it like ten times already. I can't help myself. It's just, ah. but anyway, Feels that, good. That's something. I I don't feel like them allowing that external that external storage space is anything where it's like you know we're Nintendo and this is such a huge benefit to consumers. It's like. Man, we're fucking lazy when it comes to getting security for this shit. Just fucking throw your shit on. Like, put a, put I, a hard drive. I can do that. I can do that on a PlayStation 4. I can add an extra terabyte of uh, hard drive, can I? Yep. Uh, can you yet? Terabyte. Yeah. Uh, we, we got a three-to-one vote. Terabyte of hard drive is going to go into Hollywood. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll argue about Nintendo. So off key. We will we will argue about Nintendo every single week. So yeah, uh, we'll sorry. we'll give it a name and we'll cut it off right here and we'll get back to it next <laughs> I, week. I was waiting for you guys and I wanted to throw my piece. In. I'm the only one that has a Wii U to be noted. <laughs> I was this close. And I'm still neutral. <laughs> I wasn't close at all. I'm Switzerland with the Nintendos. All right, guys, let's shift gears. We'll talk about games a little bit more here in a little bit. We'll talk about Ant-Man. Lost another director. Lost another director? Lost another director. Ross and Thurber was uh, considered for it. Well, there's a lot of people considered for it. He, uh, he passed on it. I don't know if you really considered um, What's the guy from Funny or Die, Will Ferrell's guy? Um, it's, it's, it's Sex Panther on Twitter. Madam McKay, he... Madam, he, he, he passed on it. He well. passed. There's a, so there's been a lot um, of there's been a lot of directors who passed on this movie. I think this is um, this is that um, that crack in the in the glass for Marvel who can't do wrong, you know. And I'm I'm self self professed like Marvel fanboy, movie fanboy right now is is like oh no, there's there's trouble in paradise, and it. Uh, this is pretty well known that um, the guy who was directing it before Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright did, who did Shaun of the Dead, I know who this guy is. He Hot did uh, he did uh, the World's End, which was horrible. Um, Shaun of the Dead, though, great stuff. Hot Fuzz, even better, but World's End was pretty horrible. Um, was he'd been this is this was his baby. He sold it to Marvel, and was he the one that got Paul Rudd and all them in, on board? No, I believe Marvel. I believe Disney pulled in that. Um, but his name carries a lot of weight. His name carries a lot of weight, and they were like, "Okay, thanks, Edward, Edward Wright, for getting us this far. We're gonna take over." And a part of me is sad because I believe a a, a comical superhero movie was what it needed. And we're we're probably gonna get that with Guardians of the Galaxy coming yeah, up most soon. Definitely. Most definitely. Um, it's gonna be so good. Um, but I, I, I appreciate Edgar's integrity of saying, no, I'm gonna walk away from this. Um, I don't think Marvel and Disney are bad people. I just think that this was <laughs> something that we could all learn from. I realize we are talking about two of the biggest corporations in the US. <laughs> They're not bad people, guys. <laughs> They're just like, you know, they just want all your money. Child labor. And things. I mean, like. I'm sure there's only like a thousand kids that produce <laughs> Disney DVDs. 
It's not like 10,000. So, it's not a city of... So who do we children. think should direct it? I think Patrick Wilson should direct it. Patrick, Patrick Wilson? Wilson? Yeah. From... Insidious. What? From Hard Candy is what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. The director? Patrick Wilson? Yeah. What do you mean he should play Ant-Man? No. No, you That's, think he should direct it? Directed. Has he even directed anything? No. Dude, what? <laughs> I think <laughs> you just watched Insidious. I think we just uh, like at the front I'm of your brain. going, ignore me. That was, that was so <laughs> random. That totally caught me off guard. He's in it, though. He's on the cast. Oh, my God. That totally Is he really? That's exciting. He doesn't have a role, but he's on there. He's listed. <laughs> you, wow, man. You hit me out of left field on gotcha. that. Gotcha. Um, just kidding. It, Sorry. There, no, you're good, dude. That's, uh, it felt like, I, I mean, yeah, we're talking about, like, the, the the tone of the movies and how Guardians of the Galaxy could have been similar, but, I mean, the differences between the two directors that were spearheading those projects at the time, Edgar Wright and James Gunn, couldn't be more different. Yeah, I mean, James Gunn, of course, is going to tone it down. He's not going to put out Super, the Marvel version. You know, Jesus Christ. Super no was way. so good. Wait, it was great. So good. You can't James tell Gunn me. is in on this? He's okay. the director of Guardians. Oh. Okay. Was Super Unsettling? Oh, Super Unsettling. That's what made it so super great. Super Unsettling. Is that, <laughs> oh. is that a box quote right there? <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's something Marvel would not allow. That Disney. level of edginess. Disney would not allow. Well, Marvel wouldn't even allow it. That's the thing. So what does... The Ant Man. You're our resident Marvel guy. Oh, really? Am I? <laughs> I, I, I'm a DC yeah. fanboy. I I'm will go ahead and and admit that. Um, what does Ant Man mean to the Marvel universe? And not the much. Avengers two. Not much. No, I've never even heard of him before today. Neither have I. But it, I was, it, we're, it, we're talking, it, we're it wasn't going to happen. We're talking about a character, a character that has been as integral to the Avengers team as anyone else on that team. In the comics. And and we but can all admit I, the comics and the movies are two different things. But that's what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is this was an opportunity for them to position him on an equal level as a lot of these other guys. Yeah, I mean, he has had three or four opportunities to reignite his franchise like the fucking Hulk has. You know, the Hulk's had Lou Ferrigno... Not not, not even attempts, but failed Jr. attempts. Like, well, Iron Man yeah, has had three or four movies... And those were all great, outside of Iron Man 2. Yeah. Um, but this would be Ant-Man's first go at it, and he would be in Avengers 2. And that's what I'm saying. It's something to where Ant-Man, uh, so much of his identity is wrapped up in his role in the Avengers team. He doesn't necessarily have much to go off of outside of that. I mean, he, there's a lot... A lot of that character has been built up within the Avengers comic, but I'm saying, like, you look at how well an Ant-Man solo comic has done compared to Iron Man, compared to Hulk and something like that. These are people that had identities outside of the Avengers before the Avengers came about. The Ant-Man has almost always been in that cocoon, you know what I mean? So (laughs) it's hard for them to create as much interest among even, you know, tertiary fans, the fans that are right along on the outside. Tertiary is um, oh, is our word limit. That's, <laughs> that's the ceiling. You've reached your anyway, <laughs> that's something that That's something to where, like, it's it's going to be difficult to drum up that interest when Edgar writes on fucking Regis and Kathy. Regis and Kathy Lee. God damn it, I'm old, dude. <laughs> on fucking, uh, Michael. Michael and Kelly. Yeah. Oh, my God. You had both names wrong. <laughs> I'm so old. We'll just say they're on Fallon. There you go. I, I have no opinion on who should direct it. I feel like it's lost 
Um, it's going to continue to go on, and Ant-Man will be in Avengers 2. But I just feel like this was a... I, and I say failed attempt in the in the sense of it it is what it is. I don't. I'm not saying it's going to be a bad movie. I'm not saying it's going to be. You think they should cut it all together? No, 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 no. They won't. But they put way too much money into it. Um, exactly. But I don't think there's going to be much more to it. I I don't think Ant Man's going to be a big part of uh, Phase Three. Right on. Uh, well, my segue into my next topic was that Ruben Flesher uh, from Zombieland was rumored for Ant Man as well. But he is apparently attached to Ghostbusters three, which turn which the franchise Ghostbusters turns thirty on Sunday. I'm talking about Ghostbusters right now. This is That's all be, things we're goddamn podcast we're, is gonna We're happen. all making jerk off most of <laughs> My question is, what do we think about Ghostbusters three? Should it happen? No. Should have happened five years ago. Yeah, um, should have happened five years ago. It should have happened four years ago. It should have happened five years ago with Bill Murray, Harold Ramis. But as soon as Murray said no, that should have been it. There had been rumors out there that it was going to be the, um, um, what do they call it? The Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill group. Which or, would have been fantastic. McLovin? With, yeah, that, that oh, it, it could have been the really good. Jude Apatow kind of style. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the real Ghostbusters cartoon. What did I say? I said Jude, right? Judd. Judd. Judd? Oh, I thought he was fancy. I thought it was, it was Jude Apatow. He was a fancy. I thought I actually said Jew, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Anti-Semitic podcast. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, uh, the Ghostbusters cartoons from the 80s and the early 90s and stuff. Real Ghostbusters, extreme Ghostbusters. But um, one of the stories in that was Egon Spengler. Um, was actually still leading the Ghostbusters and was a younger team. Um, so that's what it would have been like. Now that Harold Ramis has, you know, died. Passed Lord away. Passed soul. away. Yes, definitely God rest his soul. Um, should, should Ghostbusters even exist no. anymore? No, 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 it's over. No, I mean, what, once you subtract Murray and Ramis from, from the equation, it's just, I mean, why, why go on? Do you think exactly. they, did you think they threw Ruben Fletcher out there just for Bill Murray? Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like he baited him into, or not baited maybe, but, uh, masturbated. He, he was masturbated. He, uh, <laughs> he got him into Zombieland and, and to do that Ghostbusters bit, which, he didn't want to as, go as a as a Ghostbusters fan. Uh, well, you can call me a fanboy. You know, we we all know I am. Um, that was just phenomenal. You know, that was unexpected. When, when was when was Zombie? Was that two thousand nine? Oh, that was, was around the. 20th, it felt like forever. Ago. That was the twenty fifth. The movie felt like forever. That was that was that was the twenty fifth <laughs> anniversary of Ghostbusters. I, I I assume it was that that cameo was so good because that movie was so bad. Did you? You were in the valley. Did you really? Did you really think it was that? Oh, it was so bad. I love Zombieland. I never wanted that movie to end. It It was was stone. It was too much fun. Oh, man. Zombies and sexy Emma Stone and shots to the head. And, yeah, and like, it was the beginning of the end. Like, that that sounded like a dad making fun of zombies. Oh, boy, zombies. It, It was the beginning of the end. I think we're all burnt out on vampires and that zombies. Was, yeah, yeah, I feel like that was the beginning of the It end. was at a fever pitch months before that movie ever even came out. That's the thing. With what? Oh. With zombies. Yeah. Well, zombie that thing. was the climax. Moneyball was the zombie land crossover. I will pay anything for it. Um, Five cents, a but, dollars. But, but, you know, like, I'm not trying to be crass, but much like the orgasm, it only lasts a few seconds and then we're... We're going down. Um, 
So, yes, you're right. A few months before that, we were at our fever pitch, but that was it. We blew our load. So, I we, mean, it's fair to say. And then it was like, we're going timber. Also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we agree Ghostbusters 3 should not exist. Should not happen. Okay. Consensus has been reached. Right on. Unanimous. You guys don't want to talk about Ghostbusters anymore. I don't, I, I, I don't mind talking about Ghostbusters. I can talk about it all night. So, we shall move on. Dead Rising 3 is coming to Steam, losing its Xbox Ooh. One exclusivity. <laughs> it never had it. It will this, have this was always coming. enhanced graphics, and then it has kind of a piggyback to that. Xbox One is getting, or I'm sorry, uh, PC is getting Xbox One drivers for the controllers, so you'll be able to use your Xbox One controllers on PC. Has that not been an option since the Xbox One came out? No, sir. Or wow. Same thing. You, yeah, you had to download drivers for it, and only certain games would work with yeah. it. Um, Yikes. Really hit or miss. So Xbox One is actually the first one to have that. Xbox 360 was universal, like the first one to like jump into that on the the wired. But stuff. I mean, we're talking about Microsoft and Microsoft. Yeah, Jesus, it took PC this long? and Microsoft. What yeah. is wrong with you? That, that should have been the first thing right out the door. Exactly. I figured that would have been you know, just right out the gate. Especially you know I mean? since the Xbox One, and PlayStation Four are just computers that you hook up to your TV. Exactly. You know what I mean? yeah. Yeah. Well, and they were uh, one of the big things with PS4 and the DualShock Four was the fact that it could hook up to just about anything right out of the box. Like your toaster? Like your toaster. Uh, <laughs> you, can, you can use the touchpad on the DualShock 4 to actually draw pictures in your toast. Um, I was actually... Oh, Jesus pictures. Jesus pictures, else. yes. Maybe that's how I, all that stuff came about. Jesus doesn't exist, it's just a DualShock. Thank you, Sony. <laughs> Thank you, Jack Tretton. For Jesus? Man, this podcast is real strange. <laughs> Jesus. The new Billy edition. Um, but yeah, um, the DualShock 4 was able to hook up to Mac, PC, and all that stuff right out of the box. It was wired. It wasn't technically wireless, but you could still do it. It kind of felt like that should have been a stock option for Xbox One and their and their controllers to hook up to PC. Um, but... Dead Rising 3, what do we think about that going Dead, to uh, PC? Dead Rising Dead. 3 coming to PC is kind of just like, like, oh, whatever, because... Enhanced graphics, though. Enhanced graphics to what you can bring it to, you know what I mean? Like, like It was still amazing. Yeah, it looks, it's it a, looks great. It's, it's a really, really good it's launch, an but. It's an HD game, and then you're going to say it's going to get more HD. Like, okay, that's cool. Um, and, Triple HD. And is it, is it going to be on Steam? You said, yeah. Um, sure. Left for the original Left for Dead on the PC is still one of the scariest games I've ever played in my life. I still close my eyes sometimes and see the fucking witch. You yeah, know what I mean, guys. Something else I want to alert people to: most of Nathan's reference points for video games are going to be like eight or nine. Yeah. This reminds me of this game that I played on SNES. <laughs> well, and that's not bad. We, zombies we, we value Nate's hey, opinion here. I, I warned you, of course, of course. But that I, I mean, the thing, the the primary thing to remember with this, <clears throat> almost any game that 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 uses exclusivity as a selling point, especially on Xbox One, almost always gets a, a PC re- release to accompany it. Titanfall did. All these other Be, games. Because it's, I, I'm surprised that it's just now coming to Because it's a Microsoft Rise game. 3. Because, I mean, well, you look at any other exclusive that they've had. I mean, go back to the Halo games. Like, they all get PC releases. Not, a, and, not Halo 3. And, 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 it's, and it's not... But, I, but I'm saying, like, these aren't necessarily things... That, that people use as, like, a wedge point where they can say, like, ah, well, I mean, like, do I want to get it on PC? Do I want to get it on Xbox One? 
Console gamers are console gamers. We all know how PC gamers feel about buying games on the PC. You damn elitists. Oh Woo! my god. Like, yeah. This I like my like, Vita. Suck it. Yeah, my uh, my PlayStation Three doesn't get viruses, and I don't have to worry <laughs> about viruses. Yeah, uh, PC gaming is. Um, but your PS Three doesn't have that bitch and ass video card. But, uh, yeah. that needs to be changed every four years. You know what I mean? For sure. Oh yeah, but yeah, still, course, I, but yeah. that's yeah. We we don't have to delve into that. I agree. My PlayStation Three or the last generation lasted. James, you said nine years, ten years. I think years. it was nine years for PlayStation. Um, for last gen? Started in 2006, 2014. So eight. Eight years, bro. They're expecting... They, they're setting nine up for a ten-year cycle, though. That's, that's, that's definitely. Yeah. That's, well, and they're just now continuing the PSP, or discontinuing the PSP. Yeah, which, I mean, <clears> let's... let's which no one's owned in, here. like, five or six years. They're still yeah. making PS2 games for Brazil. Yeah. Well, they were doing that with the. Well, but I mean, okay. What were the last PS2? Whoa, 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 games? whoa! It was like some hand. They get the 2016 shit. Olympics and they still get PS2 games. This they is made, I'm calling bullshit. They made NBA 2K12, I think, for PS2. Um, NBA Live tw- 2003. Um, one of the best games of all time. Is that the one with Jason Kidd on? The yep, that's the one that with the freestyle oh, controls. The freestyle oh, controls God. were the best. All right. Hands down, bring it back. <laughs> Borderlands, the pre-sequel is out October 14th in North America. I, 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 I'm checking out. It was announced <laughs> that Chris Hardwick and Sam Witwer from, you know, you know him as the Nerdist and the guy from The Force Unleashed. That um, one guy. <laughs> are also going to be in Tales from the Borderlands. They play Vaughn and Rice, employees of Hyperion. Uh, two completely different games. The pre-sequel is um, obviously going to be in the same vein as the original Borderlands. It's going to be on the moon. Yippee. Um, <laughs> Tales of the Borderlands is being made by Telltale Games, the guys that did... So it's going to be like a point and click. Walking Dead, yeah. yes sir. Nice um, Borderlands adventure so game. They, seem, Max, to, Wolf Among they seem to be on fire these days. Uh, that game is rumor be Game of Thrones... Point Dude, that's, not, that's confirmed. That's confirmed. That's one hundred percent. Yeah, I, it's I'll, happening. I'll believe it when I see it. I believe it when I see it. Dude, that's the thing. Telltale's not the type of. Well, then, uh, weren't we getting a Doom Three for uh, twenty years? Well, but that, <laughs> that, that's <laughs> in that. That's their thing. We're talking about Telltale. Telltale lives up to their announcements. When they when they announced Fable, I was like, "What the fuck? Like, why are they going to do this? Like, I mean, Walking Dead is one thing. Telltale Fable, did Fable. Fable has such. Yeah, uh, it's Wolf Among Us. Wolf Among Us is fables. Oh, I think. Oh, comic fables. He assumed that you were doing, or that you were talking about the Xbox property fables. Oh, I'm sorry. Fables. The I thought they adventured out of point and click. No, they did. It was a connect game, and it was awful. But that's something. Fable: The Journey. Oh God! I thought that was just Fable from Xbox. I mean, if we're talking Tales from the Borderlands, we're talking Game of Thrones, talking all that stuff. They they do have a track record. But I, I just don't have that much of an emotional investment in the Borderlands backstory. Right. I, I think what was good in that game was a lot of the RPG light leveling up, a lot of the looting, a lot of that stuff. 
some of the the side characters were entertaining, but they were entertaining on a moment to moment basis. It Handsome Jack, but but that's what I'm saying. He Handsome broke Jack the mold was, for that. though. he's really, the only one. Handsome Jack really is in fun. the game. Handsome Jack will be in Tales of the Borderlands. He was really funny. I like the uh, wait. Like, no, I'm sorry. He's not. He's in pre sequel. He's not in Tales of the Borderlands. I like the little out. robot with the one wheel that was kind of like honoring, like <laughs> claptrap. Was, he, so was he talking about sex? I don't know. Nate's our gamer, guys. Uh, <laughs> but that's something to where I just don't feel like there was enough effort put into actually making the backstory for all the, the side characters and everything in both games entertaining enough to warrant something like that. Well, like the, you, you have to think about the reason why The Walking Dead and The Wolf Among Us actually keep their head above water when it comes to those series is because... There's this huge backstory in place. There's all these characters that have been completely fleshed out outside of that universe. So when they can look at that, they can say, okay, there's this gigantic backstory. Like, each character has one that's four pages long per character. So we can look at this and just kind of, like, skew it a little bit. You know, we can just put our own little twist on it. But Borderlands, it's like, okay, you've got... God, oh my God, hillbilly guy that wants you to go get catch a ride, blind or whatever. Scooter sitting, at, yeah, you, you got to do like that. I thought we like, were just yelling we, out generic we, like hillbilly lines. We can give him a backstory in two sentences, and that's what about if, all that we have for the character. So maybe what they're relying on uh, Telltale to actually create this exactly. backstory for them. And I'm saying like I don't feel like there's enough evidence that they're a great source of that. Well. I, I think they can do pretty well. They got the track record, uh, like you say, of creating their own sort of universes within universes. I mean, Walking Dead. I mean, that yeah. goddamn game made me cry. But I feel like that's that's a credit to the writers that they had for that game. Right. I don't necessarily know if that's a credit to the company as a whole and what they can do. I feel like that might because honestly, like Wolf Among Us has been good, but not Walking Spotty. Dead level good. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying I, I feel like Walking Dead was kind of like a moment in time. They had the right people on the right project. Right. That. And I'm not sure if they have the consistency to be able to do that from project to project. Well, and we've seen the, in the past I, I how spotted they are. Going from you know their old Back titles, to the future, Back to the Future, old. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh, they didn't really start hitting their stride until The Walking Dead. And then... Of course, Lee and Clementine stole our stole our hearts. Yeah. Stole your yeah. hearts. You, oh my god! Do we think that the Game of Thrones one uh, ventures away from the main story? Uh, is that something that you think that the I, fans will let them do? I I, I kind of feel like it I has to for for the kind of Brett's checking out. Story. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know Game of Thrones. Me either. For the kind of uh, stories that they like to do and the the take that they have on the adventure game genre. I feel like it has to be. Because they try and focus on that, that primary story through line. Even if you just go with the Starks, for instance. If they try and focus on that, there are so many moments that it's not pure... Um, it, it's not pure dialogue and decisions like that. There are moments of action. There are moments that would require you to be in a battle scene. And that is... They, they like to play with their strengths. That company, Telltale, does. And their streets are not battle scenes. Yeah. They have never been that. Holy shit, that was the worst part of that one. I, I, I would say that um, Game of Thrones as a show, that would be their weak point is the battle scenes. Now, when you get a battle scene, it's gruesome, it's excellent, it's this, that, and the other. But how often uh, do you get Water? it? How often? Blackwater was a revelation. Like, it was like, 
Oh but wow! That was a battle. Wow, this that show was can. All it was like, oh wow, this show can do this. We didn't think that this show could do this. It was spoilers, guys. It spoilers. was no. There's no spoilers. No it was, spoilers. It was all political. It was all dialogue, and you got the eventual uh, the um, every once in a while you got a, a spat between two characters, and then Blackwater was like, wow, I can't believe. So who's to say that Telltale can't do the same thing? Just make it very. 97% dialogue, political decisions, and 3% battle scene. But I think they've started to realize, you know, with The Wolf Among Us and Walking Dead both, they've started to realize that where they have, where they seem to, to really enrich stories is from a perspective that's not the typical one. That's not one that every fan expects. The Walking Dead, I mean, hello, you have Rick, you have Carl, you have this, this main story that has so much meat to it but they didn't choose to go with that they went with something completely different i mean like you had but y'all, it all happens at the same time too true which is true. great but but that's what i'm saying you could have something like that with game of thrones because i mean just in terms of the characters that are focused on in that those books and the tv show there's so many there's there's, there's so books many. Oh, good lord. <laughs> but, but there's, I, I you mean, there's read? so many. All you'd have to do is just be like, hey, there's this fucking guy that was in the crowd when this thing happened, and he has a really interesting story, so let's follow that guy. And, the, you know, there happen to be moments where his story tends to intersect with other main characters from, you know, what, the, the characters that we actually know. And like so, what I mean, Assassin's I, I Creed see- does with history. Can you use that argument for Tales of the Borderlands? Oh, absolutely. Of course they're going to do that. Yep. They, they need some kind of... weave that shit right of, in. Exactly. They, they need some kind of tether to fans of the franchise. Right. They have to have that. You guys want to segue into Game of Thrones? That's has, a great segue to say. I know. Segue. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I don't need no stinking segue. You about the pre-sequel at all. Uh, I've never... It's on the moon. I played 15 minutes of the first one. It's really scary to have... A studio that's never made a game on their own, developing my favorite franchise ever, Borderlands. Who's developing the pre-sequel? 2K Australia. They helped it's on still 2K. Uh, Bioshock 2. They and... helped on Bioshock, Bioshock 2, Bioshock Infinite, and XCOM Declassified. So they, they were never ass- made their own They game. were assistant coaches, and now they're the head coach. Yeah. So they're developing the story and having all new characters. Did well, you just say Borderlands was your all-time favorite franchise? Yes. Over Mario Brothers? Yes. Shut Ooh. up, you Nintendo Wii wow. guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> Game of Thrones has passed Sopranos as HBO's most watched television show, averaging 18.4 million viewers per week across live TV show, HBO Go, and On Demand. It is now officially tied with Walking Dead as... In uh, ratings and all that. Um, I think I see that you mentioned HBO Go and on demand. Um, Same thing. More yeah, or more or less. Um, and that's that's to say that if the Sopranos had that same option, that their numbers would have been higher, and that maybe this is an asterisk type thing. But let me tell you this: as someone who's seen every episode of The Sopranos and someone who's seen every episode of Game of Thrones, The Sopranos was really good for seasons one and two. Got weird. It was really weird, or super weird for the first part of the last season, and then got really good again. Game of Thrones has been consistently good, and but, and that's my take on it. But that's something I, I mean, you have to look at this kind of the same way that we talked about Telltale stuff. They have this breadth of source material to go off of. So I mean, 
can you really can you really view those from the same perspective? I mean, not only okay. America so, has so a very rich and, mafia history you, to feed about, from. You have to think about cultural context at the same time. Sopranos was how many years ago? Game of Thrones is current. I mean, Game of Thrones. There are so many more things that they do now that because I mean, you think about the rise of of zombie pop culture, things like that. They can be so much gorier. And people are like, oh, you know, okay, well, that's something that we've come to expect, especially with pay cable shows. Whereas, I, I mean, Sopranos at the time, there was so much more centered around the family dynamic and things like that, that it was it didn't have that sexiness of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, I mean, every goddamn episode, it doesn't matter. Uh, there's just a random lady that walks by. There's a pair of boobs in every uh, episode. Freaking boobs, the, man. The Sopranos was the dirtiest show of all time, there but, was but, always, but, I mean, we're there talking, was always we're Tony talking, getting the reverse cowgirl and the Dutch talking about things like that. There was not nudity in every single Sopranos episode. Ah, uh, damn there, near. I I would guarantee you that there is not. But I mean, that's that's a difference between the shows. The same people that watch Game of Thrones, I guarantee you, there's not a, a substantial crossover in audiences. With that's Sopranos that's and Game true. Of Thrones. It's just two wildly different things. And I mean that's well, I, I think, two I think, wildly different I think, things. But I feel like it's. Sopranos, I don't know if it would have benefited that much from having DVR be that prevalent because I mean the big thing with that was it was event, it was event viewing. Yeah, it was the same thing that Raw is. It's the same thing that live sports is. Like there, there are even The Walking Dead now. I mean, yeah, I mean they're, live they're, tweeting and all that stuff. Yeah, there are rare. It's things, a different time, especially in our current culture that are event viewing. But I mean, there it was especially back then. Like Sopranos was. Well, you say that it's two different sects of people, and I I understand what you mean, but it's really the same type of person. It's like, oh, HBO's got a new show. I'm gonna check this out because I because everyone's an HBO fanboy. But, but I mean, just it, it, if, that, if that's now. the thing, then would Game there of Thrones be that much of a variance in ratings? Would Game of Thrones be as good on AMC as it is on HBO? No. No way. Would Walking Dead be better on HBO? Than Hell on yeah. I don't know. Hell yeah. Could but that's it be? the thing. Does it really gain that much? Yeah. Well, I mean, what, sorry, can, what could happen? They went from the TV. Well, they started with the TV 14 rating and then they jumped up to the TVMA rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been just in the last uh, maybe two seasons, maybe the last season. I'm not really sure. But Are we sure they didn't do that from the outset? Are you sure? MA? No, it was TV 14 no. from the get I think it went from MA to 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a, there's a lot more going now than yeah, it had to have been ramped. Up. Season two, guys, is don't get me wrong. I, I I hate on The Walking Dead a lot, but I've come around on it for good reason. Uh, <laughs> for good reason, I agree. Um, season two was just so good, a masterpiece of television. Like it was really good. It was a and and we, we really got to hold a certain standard above the the term masterpiece. Yeah, I don't know if you call it a masterpiece. I don't I don't consider a lot of shows to be masterpieces. Um you can mention The Wire, The Walking Dead. Um I don't say things like that until they're over, but I I'm more willing to say how good a single season of something is. Hero season 1. Oh, so good. Save the cheerleaders, save the world. Yeah. Well, oh, me and Trent are just rolling our eyes. To my <laughs> uh, Wire season four, Breaking Bad season two, The and Walking the, Dead season two. And that's the diversity you guys get on Game of Wars. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but that's something I, I mean, I mean just, just to put a but to put a, 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 you know, to button it all up and everything and make it nice and neat. I think. 
Game of Thrones does benefit a lot from HBO Go and things like that, but I think it's just a sign of the times. Just like Sopranos being event, view, event viewing was a sign of the times then. I enjoy the Sopranos very much. Um, it had a really bad ending. Um, <laughs> Is that how you want to cap <laughs> Put a bow it's good. on it. It's good. I hated it. And if we want to talk for 45 minutes, we'll talk about Lost, but we won't. Let's let's move on. Please let's God. say it's about the journey, not it was, Ant-Man. It was never about the island. Okay. Lost, <laughs> lost, lost, lost. Wait, I haven't seen all of it yet. That's the end of the Lost Talk. Thank you. All right. Segue. So we we got E3 coming up next week. Ooh. Uh, still a couple of things I got here on the list. Watch Dogs selling 4 million across five platforms. Yippee. Um, There's no way it couldn't. The uh, way they shoved it down our throats for the last two years, the billions of dollars they I put in marketing. He's bought it and traded it in. It is same day, even same day. I traded that son of a bitch in within three hours. Um, you didn't give it a chance. It's a it, well, and that's what the kid said. Um, <laughs> when I traded it. He's like, oh man, it gets better, it gets better. Uh, it is a you grand, guys owned it for the same amount of time. It's a, it <laughs> a Grand Theft Auto clone. Um, I it's a it's a good game. I'm not saying that it's a terrible game. I it's not for me. Um, now remember, else would, this is a man who is a self-professed Nintendo fanboy who has claimed. I don't fanboy. Plainly said that he has traded in his Wii U twice. Nothing off limits for Brett Al Miller really, will rebuy Watch Dogs and love it. I will not. My, I will not rebuy Watch Dogs. Um, I did love the Wii U. I, I still do. I traded that thing in to get my PS4 just because I'm a poor bastard with a uh, two-year-old son and I can't afford all that stuff. So. Yeah, I would have my Wii U if I could. But Watch Dogs, not for me. Um, it is for some somebody else. Um, and, it, you know, and reviews are, are coming in. People like the game, and that's cool. Uh, Four million across five platforms. You break that down, that's like 800,000 per platform if you even have I'm out. sure it was it was um, more weighted towards certain specific... What platforms. are the five platforms? Uh, 360, and, 3, 4, 1... And PC. And PC. And PC. Um, Wii U to be later this year. According to VG Charts, okay, Wii U. Um, <laughs> PS4 and Xbox One actually led the, led the pack with sales. Um, really? That's yeah, interesting. Xbox 360 was down very, very far. It was... Four? Really? Yeah. Um, How many discs was it? Four discs on Xbox 360? I have no clue. I have no clue. I'm but pretty sure it's seeing, four. seeing some of those visual really? comparisons, like <laughs> Xbox 360. That joke is dead now. <laughs> what yeah. joke? How many discs is oh. on Xbox 360? <laughs> uh, Blue Dragon was what? Three? Blue Dragon, uh, Blue Dragon was five. Blue, Blue Dragon was four. Lost Odyssey was three. Five. It wasn't Final Fantasy Something was five. Three. Three, yeah. Yep. So, so was I, it like The Godfather? Does it say intermission? Please change this. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like those old PlayStation games. You know, PS One home. Please, uh, I, I don't think I played a multi-disc game. Really? You didn't play Final Fantasy VII? I've never played Final Fantasy. Final anything. Fantasy was great in the sense uh, if you had like you knew the disc change was coming up, something big was going to happen. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. but. Trent's We're going to get hate emails like, we want Congo off the show. <laughs> I can't believe he said that very offensive Trent thing. Bot. It'll be me under a t- <laughs> <laughs> Trent bought Watch Dogs. He hasn't played it yet. He's too busy playing Infamous, but we'll get that here in a little bit. I bought it. Um, you bought it? Yeah. You bought it for a PC, didn't you? No, I bought it on PS3. Oh. 
it's, re- it's real ugly. Yeah. <laughs> it's super fugly. But it's fun. Is it ugly? It's Every screen capture fun. I see, it looks pretty sharp. It's well, probably because you're, you're looking see. at PS4. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, you bought it on PS3. PS3. Oh, okay. Those are the ones that were released. Yeah. It, uh, it, it looked pretty good on PS4, but it wasn't... I was even thinking about picking it up on PS3, but if you tell me it's... It, it looked nothing like it did in that original reveal trailer. Yeah, and I think that's what uh, what left a bad taste in people's mouth, that and the fact that it got delayed several times. Um, delayed well, several I, times and put out a That initial reveal back port. in 2012, oh my god. Well, so they had to run on a high-powered PC. True, time. yes. That's uh, something they, they could set it to whatever specs they wanted as opposed to... Try and get your hand out of your mouth. I had it in my mouth. I had it on the Sucking on your face. fingers. We're podcast noobs. That, so that's we'll something this. they... Anytime that they have a, a vertical slice like that, it's going to be running on a PC that's on specific specs. Jesus Christ, that's redundant. Specs. On, on specific specs. specs that aren't necessarily going to be identical to the systems that it'll be running on. You know, they're saying these are what we're developing on. It well, could be very similar. Much like that Mortal time. Kombat trailer that came out this week. Oh, well, that, everybody, oh, everybody knew that. Was that Mortal Kombat yeah, trailer. No disputing that whatsoever. Oh. Everybody knows that. Congo's taking his shirt off in excitement for that Mortal Kombat trailer. Well, but that was, I mean, they not sent, yet, they sent it to a play, trailer though. house. I, like, I, just, I don't yeah. care. As long as they put Wiz Khalifa on the soundtrack for Mortal Kombat, I am in. He made that song specifically for that. That brings, us, so into the, that brings us into the conversation of trailers over Final Project. Is As a movie guy, I always get trailers that most of the time there's scenes missing from the actual movie. The uh, trailer doesn't have anything to do with, yeah, so with the movie. Yeah, it's cut all the time. And because movie, yeah. Don't have that. Don't the have equivalent that. of that in video games is the vertical slice. That's what you see at trade shows. That's what you see at these big conventions. What you get is something to give that little taste. And people are going to see it and be like, you know, they're going to have all these these grandiose ideas that they're going to be, you know, pleading that, you know, of course they're going to make it into the game. The Last of Us, you know, Ellie's going to be this completely independent, you know, sidekick for you that if you're in a, if you're in a bind and you're like, oh my hey, God. This- let's not spoil The Last of Us. I'm not <laughs> just mechanics okay. here. We're talking. I'm, mechanics. I'm just saying, like, okay, there's a clicker coming around the corner, and you're in dire need of ammo. She's gonna be like, oh my god, you know. She's gonna kick up Joel, a gun to her I'm head. Gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit him over the head with this brick. You know, at any point when you're in need. She's Booker, here's some ammo. But, there you go. Hey, Bioshock Infinite. That, that's all that she was good for. <laughs> but anyway, um, that's. I'm sorry, that game. It was it's awful. Not to test the time to me. It's sociality. I played it but twice. Anyway, um. That's something to where, like, of course, the the projections at the beginning are going to be so much weightier than what it actually amounts to. Because there's there's video game idea and there's video game. Reality. Well, this brings me up to a story of me and <laughs> me and Brett, me and Brett, Billy Seven Altmiller, a few years back. We were watching E3 when Wii U was announced, and of course, we can get back into this, but we won't. Um, he was very excited and I wasn't so excited about it. And I, and when you, when you're excited about something, you, and, and vice versa, you're not excited about something, you look at things a different way. Where I read a few months later that, oh, all those games you saw, those were actually running off PS3s and, and 360s. And I was like, I was like, look here, Brett, that Wii U's <laughs> gonna be shit because this, it runs on PS, these games are playing on, running on higher specs and, yeah. And and Brett was just like so that's that's how that's how it works and yeah. so in that same vein should people be excited for trailers anymore? 
Oh, I'm always excited but, for trailers. I mean, that's the thing. Is it, it, it's is, all, it is it hard to sell? I mean, should people buy into these trailers? In in a certain way, there's always the sexiness of the unknown. True. Always. What's that? The... That's what. That's why they they you know farm these trailers out to these production houses because they're like you make a business out of this out of selling you know just little morsels to two people. minutes because uh, yeah because what, what what's a and trailer this is, this is the conversation what's the definition of a trailer it's just an advertisement it's just yeah. to get you excited yeah, exactly. it doesn't necessarily like movie trailers you don't want them to give too much away so it's almost better it's it's a fucking spotlight yeah when it's, it, it's a spotlight saying people saying oh my god what's that thing hey my i want to go see where where <laughs> that thing is what it is you know like that's all that it is that's all that it is. It's nothing more than that. They're not really, like, bad trailers are the ones <clears throat> for comedies of fucking course. Everybody knows that because there's three lines in it, and you're like, ah, that was hilarious. And then you go see the movie, and it's like, those were the funny Those were the three lines. lines. Yeah, that was it. But Are I mean, you the, die in the West? No, I'm sure. God, that would <laughs> surprise me. Bombed. Um, yep. Bombed. But that's... I mean, that's something to where the trailers are effective for a reason. And that it became this cash, you know, farming business for a reason. Because that's, they figured out this psychological thing to tap into with people, and they're damn good at it. Be- best trailer. Ever? Ever. Best trailer. Like game trailer? Or trailer. Movie, oh, game, oh. television show. I don't know. I don't care. What's your favorite trailer? Um, Suspiria is the only right answer, but go ahead, guys. If you really want to get into it, I think it was E3 2004, whatever that Legend of Zelda trailer was. I want to say it was for... Um, for the Wii? I don't think it was for Wii. I think it may eventually have became um, Twilight Princess, but that made grown men cry. That thing was phenomenal. I remember the one for the Wii was pretty good because that was still like pre-release and you were like, that was, us 30-year-olds were like, oh my God, this know, is going to be the best thing ever in Zelda it, and Mario and virtual console games. And I think that was, I think that was E3 2004, but it was specifically for The Legend of Zelda. I want to say it was Twilight Princess. It had Link fighting on horseback. I think he was fighting Gandorf or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that was the Wii one. That made, that made people cry. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and go with that. And it's and a lot of that had to do with the excitement of the Wii and, and the why grown men cry is because it's it, it had been a long time. Like PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Sixty were already out. I'm not even talking about the system. No, so I'm no, not no. About the game. I'm just talking about like the hype behind everything was Nintendo was was late to the game, and people were just so excited to finally get their hands on Nintendo stuff that, I, admittedly, I, I would have bought into anything. You know what I, I mean? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if you're getting me. Like with the um, Wind Waker was kind of cel shaded. Yeah, uh, kind of cel shaded. It, it was. A, it was cel shaded. <laughs> um, people like the the trailers and the stuff that came out before that were actually uh, it was Link finding Ganon. It was realistic. People wanted something like that. Then they came out with the Wind Waker. People hated it. There was oh. a huge backlash. Now over the over the over time, people have you know they grew to tune. love it. Yeah, it, they've changed their tune. But people wanted that realistic Zelda, and then that's when they came out with the Twilight Princess, um, or what became the Twilight Princess with that trailer, and that just blew people away. That's what they wanted. That's, well, that's that's what I'm getting to. Yeah, that's, that's what, what they I'm wanted. But that's that's where that tiny little vertical slice that might might not even contain any actual gameplay that was gameplay. 
that 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 made it into the Bro, yeah, little bits, but not nearly. Not the, the camera angles they gave you. The yeah. <laughs> that whole that whole damn thing, made dude. It it, but not at the level that they should. All right, all right, you know okay. all right. Trim. Hey, Trim. Did you play Best Princess? Yeah. Trim. Best trailer. Best trailer. Best trailer. That's the thing, man. I I can't. When you said that, I'm like, that's a really good question. But I wish that we could have planned for it because just thinking off the top of my head, there's not many trailers that really jump to the forefront. So why don't we think about that and use it for the next podcast? Right, write down Absolutely. trailers. Trailers. Yeah. I'm writing trailers down. Because Let's, that's uh, something I want to let it marinate. And I want to actually think back to like what really caught my mind. Because I can remember when the Dark Knight trailer was released and oh, how much it hooked oh me. Oh, my goodness. I never like saw that. it. Like, oh, man, it was amazing. I heard there was, was a I had, there's a new Batman movie yeah. coming out. I was like, all right, I'm on lockdown. Because there's no, there was no Billy reveal. Billy Seven's Batman embargo. There was no, re- like, solid reveal of Heath Ledger yet. Not to that point. The teaser yeah. trailer. Even oh, the teaser trailer. That's what I'm saying. Like, we didn't even have pictures. It was yeah. just the bat coming because at you. Batman Begins was... Really, really good. Yeah. But it showed so much promise for an even better movie. Like, it was a good entry point. And it was like, okay, you're going to tell the goddamn origin story that everybody's heard a million times. That, like, but they, three or four they different had to. That's uh, debatable. But still, because I mean, who doesn't know Batman's story? Well, they had to. They had to set the tone. If you're gonna do a, if you're gonna do a new Batman, you have to set the tone for what the new Batman's going to be. Yeah, completely. When you're saying tone, I. Absolutely agree with you because it was a tone that they hadn't really used with Batman up to that point. It had been used in the comics, but not in the movies. James, not to that degree. Do you have a favorite trailer? Oh, oh Inception, we're, we're put a bro. Pin in it, remember? Oh, so I just thought I maybe you have. Okay, put a pin in it. Pin in it. <laughs> Inception. Because right. Dark Knight isn't even my favorite. That was just something that popped in. That just right. made me think so. of Inception. That's not my favorite. That was, that was a great trailer. We're gonna get into a segment we're gonna do every week, um, or how, whatever this ones up being. Games we're playing. So we're basically just going to talk about what we're playing that week or what we're just really into. Um, just kind of a, a brief what you think of it, that kind of stuff. We're going to start with Trent. What are you, what you playing, Trent? Uh, well, I just got my PS4 recently. Um, traded in almost every game that I own. This enormous backlog that I had on PS3. And my... Uh, Did you trade in your PS3? Yeah. Yikes. Tell me about it. He followed yeah, no idea, uh, many, my footsteps. No digital games I had that I just had to say, you know what, either I just jettison this entire system and just leave it behind. Let and it come, go. <laughs> exactly. And, and come back to it at some point down the road, you know. Or I'm gonna be I'm gonna be stuck with all this backlog for months and months. And you would have been like me. I will I, never catch up. With I it. kept my PS3 and my PS4 at the same time, and I played my PS3 more than I played my PS4. Yeah. I knew if I didn't sell that PS3, I would never play my PS4. But and what are you what you playing? My my thing is, um, I had to find some kind of through line from my PS3 to my PS4, something that I could immediately just pick up and play because. There was kind of a, a shallow pool of games to pick from, so of course I got NBA 2K14 because that or 2K. It's 14. Yeah, yeah. I got 2K14 because that's the yeah. You gotta have a sports game, and it's something that's so easy to pick up and play. Yeah, and a lot of times that's that's what my gaming amounts to. I, I have thirty minutes or an hour, or otherwise I'm just gonna pass out if I try and play any longer than that. You know. With PS3, I was so used to my game not saving <laughs> and then jumping back in. I'm like, son of a bitch, I lost 45 minutes of game time. 
So uh, that was something that was very easy to pick up and play, and it looks so much better because sports games are the earliest indicator of the graphical prowess that a system is going to have 100% of the time. Like, that's what it was like with winning 11 and FIFA with the PS3 and Madden and all those. Like, that. that's how it always is. The sports games are the ones that you put out Racing on games, too. Racing games, yeah. Which I would almost... Never go wrong. Well, Project Gotham 3 yeah. for the 360? Well, I bought mine for oh, Fight Night. What, what was it? Uh, PS1, Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer! Ridge Racer! Um, what the, was the one on the Nintendo 64 where you could pick from the... No, no, Superman no. 64. No, it was the one where you could pick the Hummer or the VW <laughs> or the truck, and it had, like... Toy Story. Cruise in the World. No. Cruise in World. I don't remember what it was well, called. there was Cruise in the USA. Crazy Taxi for Dreamcast. Oh, Remember Crazy that? Taxi yeah. is a spectacular game. Well, Sega Saturn. They're making USA. a mobile game. I Crazy Taxi. Like, this is really a gigantic trend. Um, but that's... A, I, I mean, all that I'm saying is... That was something where I knew I could pick it up and I could be like, this is a next-gen game. It looks like it and plays like it and everything. And, and it's something I'm super familiar with. But at the same time, I, I got Infamous Second Son, which is the one that I've really been digging into the last week. Every and, time I get on PS4, this son of a bitch is playing this game. It's I, I For good reason. It's better it's, than, hey, Trent's on Netflix. <laughs> well, no, it's more like Trent's on WWE Network. Yeah. Let's be honest here. <laughs> how, do you, how do you like the game? The game's really good. Um, honestly, the ways that they try and differentiate it from the prior Infamous games, I, I'm i into and not into at the same time. Like, the, the world just feels so familiar. There's, I mean, it doesn't matter what kind of geography they try and throw into it. It, in terms of, like, I felt like the, the gap between Infamous 1 and Infamous 2 was more substantial than the one between Infamous 2 and this one. For sure. Because Infamous 2, what would they call it, New Marais? New Marais, yeah, yeah, it was their New Orleans. Exactly. but but I still exists within the world of Second Son, which is kind of funny because that's Seattle. Yeah, yeah, but that's, I, I felt like the jump from that cityscape of one to that very horizontal feel of two. Two, there was more, I, I mean, there, it just didn't have, like, pure skyscrapers. Like, one seemed to have. One seemed almost like all skyscrapers everywhere with, you know, like, oh, there's some rooftops here and there. Train that are a tracks. A little bit lower that you can get to. Yeah, and train tracks and all that. But it just felt like one felt so much more vertical. Two felt more horizontal but wider. Whereas Second Sun, it does feel like there's a, a decent amount of space, but it feels vertical again. Mm-hmm. But it feels like but what vertical, get those powers? vertical, yeah, in a way that you can go anywhere. You can traverse anything. Whereas with one, it was like, you know, eh, you can't really reach all these buildings. We got, we got to put some limitations. Well, see, and I, I felt the same way. I mean, just having smoke. And I, I, I knew nothing about Infamous Second Sun going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, just having smoke, I'm like, yeah, this is a lot of what the first yeah. one was. And I want to go fast and all that stuff. And then by the time I got video, sorry, guys, spoilers. By the time I got video... Holy shit, I was going across yeah. that map just like nothing. Well, you heard me bitching about traversal the other day. Yeah. I, I, I feel I, completely different now. And what did I tell you? What did yeah. I tell you? Yeah. I told wait, you to wait. Wait, yeah. All right. Well, I, I mean, even once I had neon, it really started getting into that. Mm-hmm. It, it just so slowly progresses. Yeah. Yep. But video, Jesus Christ, like having those angel wings that are, oh, it's amazing. James, what it. are you playing this week? I don't know. I haven't played shit this week. Last week I played Watch Dogs. How you liking that? Yeah, it's pretty meh. 
Yeah. Is yeah. it the PS3 port taking you out of it? That's not the problem. The problem is I'd rather be playing Grand Theft Auto if I'm going to do that type of game. Because Grand Theft Auto Five is beautiful, and the online's finally there. I haven't played online yet, so... I never got there. I might not actually finish Watch Dogs, and I'll go back to Grand Theft Auto. But what is it... What are the things that they're trying to do that set it apart from just your standard open-world, crime-centric game? What I'm hearing is it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm You can be a total like, dick like, to like, anyone. Like, let's say the hacking. The hacking, how, yeah. How, how does the hacking... Like, how, how do you feel about that? I thought it was pretty like basic. It's effective? It is not effective. I often find myself choosing not to use it. Mm-hmm. When you can just like blast somebody in the face and be just as effective, and it's supposed to be the focal point of the game. Yeah, yeah see, that's how I feel about stealth games. I mean, the first three or four times I'll play, <laughs> it, I'll play it like super stealthy, and then I get pissed off, and then I just start it's, going. I did that wait, with uh, the Solid Ground three or four times mm-hmm. that you play the game through. No, no, like, no, 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 no. Like, like missions upon people. Yes, if, oh, okay. I, if I'm playing through a particular section, I'll use uh, I'll, I'll use Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to go through the game, and I'm being pretty stealthy and stuff like that. And I have a guy catch me. Okay, that's fine. I'll go back and replay the whole section again. He catches me again. Go back and do it again. And by that time, I'm I'm pissed off. You just walk up on so him and blast just, him in the head. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm kind of with James on that. Um, they don't penalize the, you at but, all. But does no. that have more to do with taste or the effectiveness of of new territory? Oh, the stealth. I would, say the, I would say the game. I would say the best example of that for me personally, and I'm not a huge gamer, so that just takes this with a grain of salt. Was um, Assassin's Creed? It, you could be stealthy, yeah, and and it even give you the choice. Like it, it wasn't going to punish you either which way, but. But one of the cool parts about it is you you could be stealthy, but then after a while you're just running around, stabbing people, jumping up on things, running away. But so much of that has to do with the power progression. Because if you're following the the strict story path, Assassin's Creed makes you do tailing missions, which is the bane. Of, those are the bane of my existence. And fucking Ubisoft, I have no idea why they are so obsessed with with putting those in every single Assassin's Creed game. Well, that seems to be the one thing that every well, Assassin's Creed game bitches about. And it's in Watch Dogs that's, as well. That's what sold me. <laughs> Same thing with Tower Missions. If I can harken back just a few moments ago, that's what sold the trailer. I'm sneaking up on you, and I got yeah. this stealth knife in my sleeve, and I'm going to cut you in the throat. Yeah. That that had they had that had to be their selling point to the game. Like, oh, we're gonna be stealthy. Sure. That that was something that hadn't necessarily been done before. Not not to that degree, and especially with that historical context and everything, it was a huge selling point. But I mean, we're at the point now to where a Ubisoft stealth game is a thing you can put in quotes, and people know what you mean. There there are it's a bad in, word built in expectations, and if that's what they're bringing to the table with Watch Dogs. Then that's a letdown. People See, I, expect I'd rather, something different. If we're talking Ubisoft stealth game, I'd rather have. Uh, re- I'd rather be Splinter Cell than no Assassin's joke. Creed. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna tell you what. It doesn't get as much love as it deserves, and it didn't sell well. And I blame you people for that. Um, <laughs> you you people. people. Splinter Cell Blacklist was phenomenal. And I, I played that. Was on, that the little $15 game? No. What was, was that one called? It was, it was full retail. It was, a, it was a full retail game. I played that on Wii U, which Woo! was on par with the, with the PS3 and all that stuff and all that, as, as far as graphics and all that stuff go. But um, as far as stealth goes, that was 
That was phenomenal. You get caught once, you have to replay the, the entire mission. Nope, that ain't me. But if I'm playing stealth games, that's what I want. Yeah. I feel Metal Gear Solid at this point is getting too silly. Splinter Cell's where it's at. But I thought it was uh, silly that first game where you're trying to get out of the factory. I, I loved I loved Metal Gear Solid Four. I know how silly it was, but it, by the time I got to five, I mean he's in a here. box and he yeah. goes, Dup! but like there's a little exclamation point over his head. What? There was a point where Metal Gear Solid was the pinnacle for stealth games, and yes, the story is silly. I get that, but by the time I got to five, the silliness factor just went through the roof. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I mean, it was honestly there once it made the leap from PS1 to PS2. Because that's when Kojima realized that the technical restrictions that were there before that made him... It, it made him put the story in a certain kind of box because he had things that he wanted to do with the gameplay. If they wanted to do that, it was like, there's only so much that you can do on this system. So if you want the story to do this, you need it to be... In, within this space, three was a masterpiece. But, three but was see, three was serious. Three was and nutty. See, I, I think three I, was I everything. When, when there's that that Vietnam War backdrop, when there's a pre-existing backdrop, you can tell a great story. Did you beat that game? No, you didn't. I, no, I, wish I will I tell you what the final the final fight with with boss yeah. is one of the most emotional things I've experienced in, in, that's, in, in that's all the games. That's what i um, Even some of the boss fights you know, throughout the game, yeah. um, I forget most of their names, uh, like the old guy with the sniper rifle. Yeah. Um, that was his character's name. I think his name was... Um, Cranky Kong. It was Cranky Kong. <laughs> uh, time or yeah. something or other. Wasn't there uh, peace? Yeah, I think so, maybe. I, um, <laughs> the, the funny thing about that sniper guy is you can actually kill that guy by... Set, like setting the, the the time on your PS2 forward like a week or whatever, and it basically just he'd starve to death. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's crazy. like it's that's the psychomantis of that game. But anyway, well, I think we're getting off topic. Um, what's what do you? Play I with? picked up Guacamelee for five dollars like two months ago, and that's all I've been playing ever since. Um, what do you like about it? I like everything about it. Um, I like that. I I as I said to these guys a time or two before. I'm not a big sprawling world person. I need a tiny little independent side scroller, jump on top of things, punch things type of game. No more than $15. And that's funny because I don't like Nintendo and that's all they're offering. Um, <laughs> and I, and um, I plan on um, downloading 2K14 with my Plus and that's it. I, I, Sly Cooper I may get into. And that's that's what that's Sly what Cooper is definitely that's what I'm done. playing this week. I guess that brings it to me. Um, I have kind of hit a lapse in my gaming. I'm I'm not playing a whole lot. I'm playing here and there. Um, I am still playing Wolfenstein. I picked that up at release. I really really love it. Um, as far as I need to play, it looks very dude bro shooter on the outside. Mm-hmm. It is one of the deepest games I've played as far as first person shooters go. Is it so deep that you haven't beat it? And I beat it. I was gonna say I uh, I actually picked it up a couple days ago, expecting just to play a few minutes of it, and I wound up just beating it right there. I mean, it took me maybe I, I was at the I didn't realize I was I was at the end, um, but it was it was. Little bit of Half Life Two, a little bit of Bioshock. It was absolutely phenomenal. I I loved it. Um, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I am. I just bought Tearaway a couple days ago, and I tell you what, Tearaway, it melts my heart. Just 
it's little big planet in 3D uh, without all those silly customizations. I mean, little big planet can get pretty overwhelming. Yeah. Um, tear away on the. I mean, it. Your face is the sun. I was gonna ask you, and yeah, I have how you felt about. That. I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I usually play my games in the dark. I turn the lamp on for this. Um, <laughs> I I like making silly faces. Well, and I heard I heard that when people would see their faces in the dark, staring at the at their Vita, it was pretty horrifying. <laughs> uh, I, I see my ugly mug at two in the morning, looking at it, just like. <laughs> I uh, I like to think of myself as a pretty handsome guy, but I don't come across pretty well in my Vita. I don't think anybody's. That's okay. Who you are? You're playing that, yeah. Nice. But tear away, um, yeah, I got it for like nine bucks GameStop. Um, I had a coupon and, local it, game and, store. It, and it just uh, yeah a local game store. It, well, no, I bought that some bitch at GameStop. <laughs> no, God damn it! It uh, it dropped down to like seventeen bucks. I had a coupon. Uh, I I had coops, man. Uh, I, I paid nine. All right, for so we're getting pretty close on time. Since it's pre E three, let's go ahead and do this just for uh, All right, shits and giggles. Round table here. Um, I was gonna say random E three prediction, just random pulled out of the ass E three prediction. Well, we got one each for. Each Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo third party. Don't get too into it. Just throw something out there. Start with uh, start with Trent. Microsoft, go. Uh, Microsoft. Keep um, it real basic. Real basic. Well, I mean, they will show one substantial, uh, previously unannounced, exclusive to Xbox One title. All right, James. A, a big one. Can I follow up on that? Yeah. Can I? Can I do that? Whatever you want. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat for this. Banjo 3E. <laughs> I'm calling it. 3E? 3E. Because yeah. they had Banjo 2E. Oh, oh, I see. Uh, I with, see. Rare, with Rare. Uh, um, Rare's full of puns. Rare is uh, officially <laughs> off of pretty much everything. They had the delay off game status. I'm saying Banjo 3E. Nate, Microsoft, go. Um, I pass. No peeking at my list. All right, James. Gears of War. New oh, game. I thought we already knew that was happening. Black Tusk. Yeah, they're going to actually see gameplay. Oh, oh, oh gameplay. Right super broad. Yeah. Game. See, my, yours could also be mine. All Game right. play footage for Gears of War. I also would say Gears of War. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trent, Sony. Uh, Sony. Um, they whipped their I dicks almost, out. I almost want to say a negative one. But I don't want to do it. Do it. Do uh, it. You already said it. The Vita in let's see. Well, let's say how long their press conference would be. Let's say ninety hour. minutes. Oh, ninety minutes. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, it's an hour probably. Yeah. Well, because it's not a big I was one. Say an hour. Okay. No, that's typical for you. I think I know where you're going with this, but later uh, on, as I have my, I as I say, as I clutch my there, Vita, there will be yeah less than five minutes dedicated solely to the Vita in an hour. Press conference. I believe that. That's believable. Yeah. Definitely. James, Sony. Sony, uh, you will see. They're actually going to tell us about PlayStation Now and give us fucking details. I, of course. That's <laughs> my. It's in beta, right? To piggyback, I'm I think sure. it launches the very next week. Yeah, I'm I agree. With that. That, yeah. that would be my wild speculation was. Podcast Beyond Motherfucking. <laughs> I'm <laughs> saying. I would say that's they're, my. They're not wrong with that. My prediction will be it will be PlayStation 4 Vita bundle with a, a North American price and. This shit's already out. 
Yeah, they just announced uh, that. It's already there. Have they put all the information? Have they put all the information? Have they put all the Have they put all the information out? Release day, price point, things like that. No, but happens I mean, that same the, day. If the box, if the display boxes are already there, everybody in the crowd a, gets one. That's a guarantee. You get a beat a bundle. You and, get a bundle. And I also believe that they'll talk about PlayStation now because it's just been they been too long they can't just they can't throw it out there randomly and then not talk, like can't you be the get problem. a guy cut you get a guy cut <laughs> <laughs> what's your sunny prediction because I'm a silly bastard I'm gonna say The Last Guardian spring 2015 oh my god spring 2015 I'm gonna say that one more time just no. be, just, I, it just no. if I'm wrong I'm wrong spring. it's I'm going to say spring 2015 and just like Grand Theft Auto alright winter <laughs> Nintendo winter's coming uh, well, that's the thing. I mean, I, I've read some spoilers about Nintendo's... Nintendo I haven't Direct read it, but... What are your thoughts on it? <clears throat> so I already know some of the stuff that they're going to do, so there's not really a whole lot left. Uh, let me think. I'll say... You can, you can use one of the spoilers. What no, I, don't, I don't want to. I don't spoilers. Want to. Be that because guy. I know it means something to you, so I don't want to... I don't care about spoilers. He's going to see it. I'm going to no, say it if you don't. God damn it, shut up. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say New Kirby. For Wii U Ooh. in 2015. Okay, James. Because I, like I won it, goddamn it! Because Kirby's Epic Yarn was a great goddamn game, would, and I loved it. Trent, would, would 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 Kirby suck? Of course, Kirby would suck. Kirby's fucking great at sucking. Oh yeah. Uh, 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 so, okay, James. Nintendo. Uh, When's the Nintendo Direct? Is it the ninth? Uh, it's all throughout the week. They got multiple ones coming. Okay, I got. So, the, I think they got one for Smash and all that stuff. Does that count as E three then? It counts as yeah, all throughout. We're E3. putting okay. too much thought into this. E three, we'll we'll say E three is more about the timing of it. Yeah, yeah. it's well, not the. It what's, itself, what's Nintendo going to say next week? They are guaranteed going to give you a release date for Super Smash Brothers. I'm saying December twelfth. I don't know. It's in December. On for three DS. For 3DS? No, I'm saying Wii U. Nobody gives a shit about 3DS. Everybody gives a shit about 3DS. Nobody's playing Smash Bros. in 3DS. I would. Not competitive. I'm going to. It comes out first. It's, does it Does it, Does it? it cross-platform? No. No. We're no. talking about Nintendo. Yikes. <laughs> no, it barely gets on the internet. No, this dude, isn't that, Nintendo 64 and Game Boy. Smash Bros. is going to kill people. How long DSs. was it before your fucking uh, points, your, your Nintendo points, whatever the hell the currency is, how long was it before they would actually transfer from 3DS oh, to dude, whatever had, the like, console was? It, it it took a while, and you know it what? wasn't until it was, like a few was, months ago, right? It was still a pain in the ass. Like it's just fuck Nintendo's uh, customer service. By the way, guys, I've had bad experience. Anyway, yeah, Nate, go. Um, I don't have a like an off the wall prediction. I'm just interested. I I'm excited to hear about Make a Mario. Is any Mario? Like no, there's a there's See, a thing did, that they you did shit on that. Oh uh, man, what is it? Nothing. So the whole you'll find out in three. <laughs> no, it's, it's called it. Make a Mario. Make a Mario is it like Mario Paint? No, I don't know. There was Maybe a the shit. picture okay. of but the booth release. Do you, do you want to know? Yeah, just do it. I know what it is. Just do it. You know what it is. Okay. You know what it is. You have the Dude, deets. The, there's the guy that leaked it. Put out all kinds of details for it. Oh. Essentially, I I mean, the the details that leaked are saying that uh, it is typical pixelated backdrop of the original Super Mario Brothers. Okay, but you oh, can dude. create your own level. You create like the RPG levels. maker with Mario Brothers, sort son of. of a bitch. Except that it's going to be a side-scroller that you can I'm play a, through. Uh, well, and a little bit. And that you can also download and and post to you know the yeah. board. That's and, Little Big Planet Mario. 
Yeah. But, uh, but, at the same but time, it's Mario. I mean, you have to That's think. That's awesome. Yeah. What kind of... What kind of box are we working within? Are we only working within original Super Mario for that shit? Because if so... Original Super Mario is still one I of the mean, greatest games of all I time. Mean, come on, bro. Come on. Why would you limit it to that? I can make every goddamn Mario game in Little Big Planet. Yeah, I'm saying <laughs> if Nintendo's going to do that, that is the most let's half not, let's bullshit. Not start, let's not start I, bashing I want it to be, Nintendo again. Okay, if we're going to do... If <laughs> we're going to do make a because. Mario, then we're going to have... You can make a Mario in Super Mario 2 Land. You can make a Mario in Super Mario 3 Land. Because if not, then it's like, goddamn, wow, you made a Super NES game on a goddamn Wii U. What are you doing? Holy <laughs> shit. Get a job. Nintendo Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, so mine is... Uh, <laughs> Because I'm again a silly bastard. Metroid Prime Four for Wii U. Uh, I don't yep. have, don't have a release date for it. But you are a silly bastard. You're more of a silly bastard for that than you are. Last yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I am a retro guy. I love I love retro studios. Uh, we all, we all do. Metroid They're Prime good. Three was phenomenal. Uh, the Metroid Prime trilogy um, with like the original Metroid Primes with Wii U or with Wii. Motion and all that stuff was absolutely phenomenal. My other one, because I've got two written down for each of these, uh, was Legend of Zelda Wii U Holiday 2015. That's no surprise. I I think it might be earlier. Well, Nintendo and how they value my, uh, holiday sales and all that, you're probably well, they're, right. They're going to put some more time into, into my my off the wall Nintendo prediction is first party game uh, <laughs> Donkey Kong Baja Blast. <laughs> Dinky King, you say. Oh, you get free Mountain Dew with your purchase. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so this one's a bit more broad, but we're going to do third party here, um, seeing as how EA and Ubisoft have both come out with really great press conferences the last couple of years. Trent, what's your uh, broad? I mean, it's all over the spectrum here. Uh, the rest of the pie, as you, as you might say. See, there, there's already been a ton of Ubisoft stuff that's, I mean, announced pre-3. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, if I had to say, uh, if I had to guess, Mirror's Edge before holiday next year. Brand new Mirror's Edge. They've already announced that they are making the game. Yeah. But I'm saying if they're going to announce a release date, they're going to say... Did you say that was a Ubisoft game? Because that's EA, bro. That's what he said. He said he's not no, going to you're just saying third party. Engine. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I thought you said that it was a Ubisoft game. No. I was going to correct you. Um, no, I was just saying that Ubisoft already had all those leaks and everything. So I was thinking of something... Outside of whatever was already right. announced, I, I would say that, and I would say Star Wars Battlefront is going to coincide with the release of Episode Seven, the, the brand new Star Wars Battlefront. I'm going to agree with you on that. Year. That was actually one of uh, I didn't have that written down, but I, I was thinking about that as well. Yeah. James, I was going to also go with Star Wars, but I was going to say they're not killing 1313. Because they can't do it. I think that's fuck them. I think that's their off the wall. Like I think that's my off the wall prediction. Thirteen still exists. Yeah, yes. I think that's going to be the big like. Oh hey, are you so excited about Trank doing one of the uh, one of the Star Wars spinoffs? And are you excited about the guy who did Godzilla doing one of the? So are you excited about J.J. Abrams? Everyone, well, guess what? Thirteen thirteen still alive. And the crowd's <laughs> going to fool you all, bitches. Like, ah. <laughs> but that's something. I mean, if you think about the the history of. Transitions between like companies being bought out by parent companies, and if that if the properties that were in development lived on beyond that, if it was close to release, it would it they would have kept it and it would have been pushed out like South Park. J- just yeah, just like all the shit with THQ was. But I think it was so early in the development cycle they were just like kill it dead. It's done. 
I don't I don't see any life for it. I think I, I think Disney right now is like is Star Wars anything? And I think that's we're we're not going to be able to get into it because we've gone on for an hour yeah, and forty that's minutes. Why they went with Battlefront is, like that. is because that's an existing property that's sexy on its face. I'm saying Disney's going to go with Star Wars anything. Okay, Star Wars anything. Dude, they'll put out goddamn. They'll tie in Star Wars to, to Disney Infinity. Ooh. Guaranteed. Uh, it's already it's been. Yeah. It's already happening. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know it was. Yeah, they've yeah. got Marvel coming. Sets oh, themselves well, yeah. and Disney if I'm Marvel. gonna make a wild third party prediction, um, Brett's gonna say Kingdom Hearts three is dead. Nope, I'm gonna say that that's we're gonna get a lot of that. Kingdom Hearts three, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go I ahead and so. disagree with you. Um, the team that's working on or that's supposed to work on Kingdom Hearts three is working on Final Fantasy fifteen right now, which was originally yes. Final Fantasy versus thirteen. Screw that. Um, so since you brought that up, I'm gonna go ahead and give you both of mine. I was gonna say Beyond Good and Evil. All the zippers and bolts. <laughs> Beyond Good and Evil number two comes out in 2015. Uh, you sons of bitches. Uh, but the, the, piggybacking off every fanboy wet dream, Brett. It's like it's all happening, folks. Well, and this is that, that's. As we do this for years to come, you're going to realize that's Brett's every E3 prediction. Uh, but to piggyback off of you with Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts and all that stuff, Final Fantasy 15 Spring 2015. Final so, Fantasy so 15, get, 15. I get we're it. We're going to get Final Fantasy 15 and Last Guardian in the same quarter. Damn straight. <sighs> Dude. Um, He's going to right now. And then at life. next year's E3, then they talk about Kingdom Hearts 3. I, I would say reverse. I, was, I, I would was, like to see reverse. I just told you the, 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 the team that is. I, I I I understand you, and I'm not discrediting you at all. I just we're making wild predictions. Yeah, okay. it's supposed to be wild. That's fine. It that falls to the wall, Brett. <laughs> I would like to see them talk about Kingdom Hearts a little bit. Um, what they showed last year kind of got my dick hard. Um, <laughs> It was I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's when they went on record and said that is what they think that the game might look like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we think no, we might. No, it was, <laughs> no, it was it, like it was it was pre-rendered. We're like it, we're not even sure we made it. I have no idea. I that's was what that's drunk that night. Uh, <laughs> I, the, because it's almost one o'clock in the morning. The guy's name is is, is escaping me right now. But the guy that's heading uh, Final Fantasy. It was versus thirteen. Uh, he was the guy that was. Uh, he's the guy that's doing Kingdom Hearts three, and he's he's from the Kingdom Hearts series. He's awful, um, terrible. The character design I, is. The it, worst. It's not. The we we can it's cut this out later, terrible. but I like it to mention that so, Brett uh, broke the golden rule of podcasting. We don't know what time it is. <laughs> it may it may be three p.m. You may be at your job. Nah, 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 nah. Uh, there there are many podcasts I listen to where they do reference the time. Well, I'm referencing the time right now. We watch is, wrestling records every Wednesday at three sixteen. It's twelve. It's twelve forty three in the morning. Oh hell yeah! Oh hell! Oh hell yeah! My son will probably be up at about seven. Wanted to watch Elmo's adventure in Grouchland. Well, it's also June sixth. I, f- I feel ahead. like I feel it's like we're cutting out podcast. the last two minutes of everything we talked about. <laughs> this has been the Game Rewards podcast. Again, I'm Nathan Name. You can follow Nate at Nathan at Nathan yeah. underscore Name, uh, and I'm James Wagner at Wanzabar. No, no, that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it's gone. At James knows games. Yeah, there you go. I'm Trent Hamlin at Bees on the Swarm. And I'm Brett Altmiller. I am at the Chrono Break. This has been Gamer Wars. Thanks for listening. And we promise it'll be better next time. Please Peace come back. <laughs> <laughs>